and boom goes the dynamite. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for a brand new episode of The Broom, brought to you as always by Fight Game Media. We just finished watching AEW All Out 2022. It was a hell of a show. Danhausen has magic boots. We're here to talk to you about the entire show, including those magic boots right now. Kevin, how's your week been? I, uh, I don't even remember. Today was a long day. Yeah, we can barely we can barely remember the entire day. I just watched the LSU game, AEW, and Andy Ruiz versus Luis Ortiz all, all at the same in time. the last four hours. Yeah. All at the same time. You've lived triple and the that, life I have today. Yeah. <laughs> that wore me out. There were a couple things that I hate that I missed. Like I missed the low blow in the in the Brian Daniels match. Mm-hmm. Um likely because of LSU's garbage because that's what they played like today. <laughs> I don't think anybody here wants to hear about that. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start? Nobody nobody listening wants us to start with Dynamite. I can't even remember. No, what I, I, Dynamite. I don't even know if we'll even talk about Dynamite. God only knows. Yeah. Where, I'm where, ready to start wherever you're ready to start. So do we I guess start we'll just talk the, to where we, what's the lay of the land right now? CM yeah, Punk do we start is, with yeah. everybody listening. Everybody listening has watched this pay-per-view or knows who won yeah. by the time this comes out. So do you want to start with the post-show uh, press conference? What do you want to <laughs> sure. do? Well, yeah, okay. Let's let's just what the 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 big I guess the the big takeaway from the show itself is CM Punk's a champion again and MJF, MJF is back. MJF is back. Yep. Yeah, and we'll get to all that. But uh to me the real main event tonight was uh a a really yeah. The real main event tonight, Kevin Ely, yeah. is your goddamn Nostradamus, okay? <laughs> you called Luchasaurus turning on Jungle Boy. Yeah. You called Stokely Hathaway putting the team together for MJF. You called all that, and as soon as I saw the devil come out in his mask, yeah, I'm like, that's MJF. Like, Kevin was 100. Like, I knew you were right the second you said it back on <laughs> August 22nd right. last month. It came to me in a dream. I literally dreamed it. My God, you are. I'm honored to be in your presence, my friend. <laughs> You're calling everything, and it was it was it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. What were you going to say? What were you going to say was the big thing of the night? Uh, I, well, I did not predict CM Punk just basically getting a lot of stuff off his chest immediately after the show while he eats a muffin at the press okay, conference. Nope. I've got a lot of thoughts on this. First, he ate sausage of some sort before the muffin. Right. And I noticed, I, I believe he ended his pre- his portion of the press conference when he was done eating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have lots of thoughts on this. I don't know if I'm going to express them. I'm already fully prepared to go full heel tonight. All right. I've got a lot of powerful comments, powerful okay. takes. Great. But um, everybody knows my take on CM Punk. Yep. Um, so why don't you tell us some of the asshole things he said? <laughs> I'm going to try to stay neutral about his uh and by the way his, uh, opinions. By the way, yeah. <clears throat> before we started the show, yeah. Like you and I were both watching the press conference for a little bit. Then I went over um to Facebook and I watched um Sam and Mel from Power Bombshell, mm-hmm. Paul and Jeff from the Dynamite show talking about this. Yep. Paul is a really nice man. One of the nicest men in existence. All of those people are really nice people. But I loved that Mel, like, they were all kind of talking about, like, clearly CM Punk's trying to be heelish. And then Mel brought up, is he, though? Or is this just is this just CM Punk? Yeah. 
the comments on Adam Page, yeah. Colt Cabana, yep. and everyone else in AEW. And we assume the Young Bucks, right? They seem genuine. They seem legit to me. Yes. And I based that mostly on Tony Khan's face as he was saying those things. Yeah, Tony Khan's not an actor. He, If he is, he's the most garbage actor that's ever lived. <laughs> um, he didn't expect those things. So uh, let's no. go over some of CM Punk's opinions. So Unbi- yeah. in an unbiased manner. Right. I'll I'll try to be unbiased so that you can so the chaos can reign from, uh, from I really from appreciate your side. That. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh okay, so pretty much right out of the gate, I think one poor dude, I didn't catch who it was, <laughs> set it off. Set the whole thing off by the first question. I think it was the first question. Right. Asking him about Colt Cabana. Which, hey, I don't care what a jerk. CM Punk is if I had just been through what he just went through and delivered on that show. And the first thing someone asked me about was my, you know, bad friendship with someone. It's not going to end well for the guys. And it did not, and it did not answer. So, but he decided to clear up. So he decided to clear up some things from his perspective and, you know, shooty shoot a little bit and, uh, uh, talk about, um, basically that, uh, Colt Cabana, real by his real name, uh, shares a bank account with his mother, and uh, is a liar and a horrible human being, and that uh, all the people that are friends with him are horrible human beings. Um, many of them are his bosses at uh, at um, oh, and, and we're spreading rumors about him. Oh, so he basically and came out and that. accused accused uh, the quote the EVPs, which I I assume to be. Kenny and the Bucks of spreading yeah. the rumor about him uh, trying to get Colt Cabana fired. Um, and then uh, beyond he, all that, yeah, though, yeah, beyond sharing the bank account with his mother, mm-hmm. beyond being a liar, he mm-hmm. accused him of something far worse. What was that? The man works with children. <laughs> yeah. The man Punk works said, with kids. Punk said, I'm tired, I'm old, I'm hurt, and I work with children. Oh, oh, he said he said he works he said, with children. Yeah, Punk said that he works with children. I see. I, I he did mention that a little later about I, I did hear him say he was sick and tired of working with children. Yeah. And I thought, surely he can't be referring to John Moxley there. Uh, maybe but he was talking, he was talking about, about Adam. Maybe Page. he was talking about Finley. Maybe he was talking about Finley. Who had a <laughs> we will great have no night. Finley slander tonight. She's no, she's a zero. star. She's a I star. Am, I am vehemently pro Finley. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he called Hangman uh, an uh, empty-headed dumb fuck, which I apologize for my <laughs> first f bomb ever on this show, but as a quote, it really is. Uh, but it's a quote, so you you know. Right. Sorry, mom. I don't think she's listening. <laughs> uh, it, I think he called him that a few times, um, and then uh, went on to criticize EVPs for. Um, trying to hurt his comeback basically by, by spreading rumors and, and, uh, planting stories. And then also for hangman for, um, going into business for himself, which he claims forced him in the position of having to defend himself by going into business for himself on air. He didn't have an option. Didn't have an option. Had to do it, no. uh, yeah. just to make it a lesson. And then there's a quote that I thought was actually a pretty good quote. He said, if you're, if you're an EVP, don't try to middle your top baby face and try to get your niche audience to hate him because of a bullshit rumor. It's stepping on your own dick. 
We're trying to sell tickets, make monies, and fill arenas, and these guys think they're still in Reseda, the home of PWG. <laughs> that, listen, right or wrong, however you feel on that, yeah, that's a hell of a statement. That's <laughs> even Tony Khan had to like go. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> tough stuff right there. Yeah, like whoever says whoever those whoever's mouth those yeah. words come out of, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm popping for that state. And then, and then he plugged Mindy's Bakery, where he got the muffins, and said they're really good, but but they're going to be closed tomorrow because they're closed on Mondays. He's been, he was plugging a lot of people. Yeah, uh, a lot of Chicago institutions. He really was. Yeah, right before the show when uh, he was. Yeah, the coffee place. He, wa- he appeared to wander out of the woods into a <laughs> into a conversation. Just Ace walking his dog. Yeah. Yeah, apparently then, the dog got out and uh, went loose in the arena at one point during the pre-show. Yeah, is that when he said Larry got the biggest? Uh, like, yeah, Larry got the biggest the pop of the night when he went out on the ramp. Oh man! Um, by the way, on the on the pre-show, he was talking about a lot of illegal activities. He was talking about the uh, a, a, tr- a trios team of him, Larry, and Ace Steel mm-hmm. taking on. Uh, John Moxley, and I was like, this doesn't even sound remotely legal. <laughs> but I would like to see them in the division. Yeah, yeah. Maybe him and Larry against the Bucks. I don't know. That's what it sounds Why like not? To me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So he, you know, he complained a lot. Um, he he put himself <laughs> he put himself over for uh, uh, being proud of. Uh, this was interesting to me because he talked about when he came back and he talked about listening to your elders. Hmm. And he talked about, he said, there's geniuses that work here. Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn, Mark Henry. <laughs> and uh, let's, let's go with hey, it. Sure. Why not? And said that, you know, when he came back, he was pretty proud of the promo he did when he came back after his time off. And especially called out uh, calling Eddie Kingston the second best Kingston he ever worked with. That he thought thought he was especially proud of that line. And Eddie was in the back of the in the back of the press conference, the 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 scrum. And he kept asking uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie, no, never mind. No. I would never mind. He said Alvarez. It you, wasn't yeah. Kingston he was talking to. <laughs> it was Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez. No, yeah, Brian Alvarez. Yeah. Um, and, but then said that he like got feedback from people about that and he listened to them. But okay. then criticized, uh, you know, went on a rant about Hangman doing an interview where he said he doesn't listen to people, doesn't take feedback, you know, which it, it you know, whatever. You're just looking for things to hate about people at that point. And then they questioned That's, him about that sounded, working. A little, that sounded a little unbiased. Oh, sorry. I retract that biased. statement. Um, <laughs> objectively, it was, you know. And then um, someone asked him about working with MGF, which is clearly, obviously, is the next big feud. And he basically said, yeah. I'm tired of working with pricks. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he uh, said Max was a supremely talented individual, but the grass is not greener over there. The grass is greener where you water it. And Max liked to shit where he eats instead of watering the grass, which I thought was another good line. I really like that line. Yeah. I really like that line. Also uh, confirmed that he that his injury was really bad and he truly did have three plates and 16 screws in his foot. Yeah, it was interesting because he talked about how when he injured it, he didn't even feel it. And all he can do is assume he hit it on the on the, the guardrail. Guard yeah. And uh, that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. Now listen. If anybody's right. waiting for me to go off on CM Punk, yeah, I'm, I'm about to. Okay, I'm about to. We're gonna get to the end here, and then I'll, you know, I'll give it one one opinion before we move on with the rest of the show. Okay, that's about all I got from him. Okay, 
It was so, it was delightful to watch though to see him just you know because always, because earlier like, earlier today uh, you know uh, Tony Khan did a um, lengthy interview with Brian uh, and sorry with Garrett and um, and uh, and Dave that was really good but it was very clear and we and in the Facebook group we talked with Garrett a little bit about how good Tony is at controlling a conversation like he's mm-hmm. really good and making sure that no matter what the question is. No matter where it goes, he always turns it where he wants it to. He's a really good politician. And so right. on the heels of that, it was pretty amazing to watch him sit and squirm while CM Punk decimated <laughs> the talking points of their third million dollar gate uh, yeah. in a row, all because one guy dare speak the name of Colt Cabana. Oh, my God. No, that was that was a thing is I always like when when I believe people are shooting and I believe CM Punk was shooting. I believe he's usually shooting. Yeah. Um, when he's when he's talking like he was tonight. And there's two different ways to look at this post-fight press conference. Mm-hmm. Number one, like yeah, the guy just went through hell in the ring. Really, right. ath- like really athletic undertaking tonight. He's tired. Drew a sellout house. He's yeah. He everything was great. Yeah. He's sitting there. He's worn out. He's eating. You know, and he's talking to the press, which he doesn't necessarily have to. Right. And then the other way to look at it is he is an asshole who doesn't respect anybody he's talking to, which is why he's eating while he's talking to him as a show that he doesn't have any respect for them whatsoever yeah. and doesn't want to even give them five minutes of his time. Yeah. And the second he's done eating, he stands up to go. Mm-hmm. But that can go either way. It can go either way. And took half the uh, sodas with them or whatever they were drinking. Exactly. And wasn't Tony asking if he could have one at the end when he? Yeah. Took the, he was asking him to like leave one. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to ask for him to leave one. Also, Tony <laughs> kept calling him Phil. And calling him really, Phil. <laughs> yeah. And it was almost like Tony wanted everybody to know that yeah. he calls him Phil. Right. I don't know. Either way. Didn't give a hug. No hug for Tony tonight. No. 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 Uh, also, before we just knew, we had CM Punk versus Adam Page. Now we have CM Punk versus Adam Page and the EVPs. Yeah. We can add them to the list. That's exciting. All right. So, um, by the way, after that, we had a really, like, I didn't listen to much of it, but we had a, a really good little uh, a moment or two with um, Swer- like Swerve in Our Glory mm-hmm. um, with Keith Lee. Basically, Keith Lee said, like, there was, somebody was asking about the, was there a little bit of a turn in the match, like a little bit of a heel turn mm-hmm. for them? Mm-hmm. And Keith had the great line, which is, when people say everybody loves the acclaimed, they're being literal. Yeah. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Yeah, they did. And why wouldn't you? They're awesome. Yeah. Um, either way, I really like that. All right. Do you want to just start at the beginning of the night and go to the top? Sure. All right, let's do it. Start us out. All right. So the pre-show would just started right out of the gate. They did an interview that yeah. turned into a match. So I think an you missed the very turned beginning. Into an, an, uh, a vehicular manslaughter almost. Yes, they they, they they went. The first star to appear on the pre-show was a noted talk show host from the uh, uh, YouTube talk show. Hey, you. That's right. RJ City. Uh, was interviewing on the uh, quote red carpet, which was actually just a backdrop behind the arena. Um, <laughs> and he was interviewing uh, Tay Mello and Sammy Guevara, who were in their street clothes as if they were just arriving at the show. And right. then you hear this loud beeping, and they're like, What is that? And Sammy's like, He goes out there to look, and it's um, Ruby and Ortiz in yep. 
uh, what do they call those things? Razor or like one of those like souped up car- golf carts. Souped up golf yeah. cart, basically. But and, a big uh, one. Yeah. Real big. And they start honking their horn and chasing them down, which I guess is tradition with uh, Sammy to get with hit Sammy, by yeah. vehicles. He, he at least pushed his new wife out of the way. And then we get to see uh, Tay Mello and, I'm sorry, uh, Ruby and Just, Ortiz had, had like face pain of Aja Kong and... Uh, Who was the other one? I, uh, I remembered Aja, but I can't remember the other one. I just Excalibur went pulled it out. Yeah. Um, but by the way, Sammy, Sammy is maybe best in the business is getting at getting hit by vehicles. He really he He's knows so how good. to do it now. And and the and thing is, he, he got hit have, by it and then wrestled a match. Yeah, he didn't have much time to to push his wife out of the way, right? And then get hit by it, but he did both so well. And then wrestled what I thought was a pretty entertaining match. I enjoyed it. It's crazy. They've had, what, three or four of these mixed tags now? And I've enjoyed every one of them. I've liked every single one. Yeah. Every one. It's crazy that, like, they're actually getting me into mixed tags as a... Right? I hate I hesitate something to call it a vision, people, but... <laughs> yeah, it's something that a lot of people don't think they'd be into, but if, it opens up a, a lot more possibilities that you don't have in other matches because... If the woman gets tagged in, the mm-hmm. other guy has to leave the leave the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of really interesting kind of twists and folds that you don't get in, in other matches, and I've enjoyed them all. Yep. So uh, also, I had yeah. I had no memory who won this match. By the way, but uh, Sammy, Sammy and, and Tay retained they retained the titles. Right. Um, Next yeah. up, speaking of title, by the way, title matches, yeah, top to bottom, right on the yeah. This was this was for title. The next match was for the titles, FTW Championship. Then we had AW All-Atlantic Championship. Every match for a yep, title. Yep. Uh, Hook came out and uh, beat up Angelo Parker. It was actually a pretty good little match. I, I thought really, Angelo was great. He was really good. Everybody in this was really good. Yeah, he did a good um, job of like like not out wrestling him, like still making him hook look like the better guy, but making him yeah. seem like the sneakier guy. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, um, it was. I'm trying to think what I had some comments on this. Let me pull up my notes here. Okay. Um, I think with this one, I just there. I really like how they're handling Hook. Is what it comes down to. I've said it a million times. I'll keep saying it. Yeah. They're handling it really well. The FTW belt was the clear thing to start him off yeah. with. They keep. They keep introducing new wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Angelo Parker, the best wrestler he's probably faced yet. Mm-hmm. And he got, um, he actually had hook on the ropes for a little bit. Yeah. And um, through cheating, of course, but right. that's that's how you're going to do it. Um, Gave hook a taste. I really, even though I did not want Angelo Parker to win this, mm-hmm. I really wanted a lot more of um, Matt Menard talking about a taste of the title. Yeah. Taste of the title. Right. Roll like he should have that should be the segment he hosts, Taste of the Title. <laughs> he could interview a di- he could interview yeah. a different championship, a different title holder every week. Oh, for yeah. Twenty one weeks. You're right. Before he would and then he could start over with the new champions. Um yeah, book that's, at that's AEW. Six months right there. That's exactly every two right. weeks. You got a year. You yeah, do it, it every good. two weeks. You've got a full year there. And then um, Action Bronson. So uh, Daddy Magic comes in to take him out. Um, I expected it to uh, result in Danhausen, but I guess Danhausen has moved on from Hook and is back with the That's best friends. That's what I was thinking because I knew we both knew 
Yeah. That with this team, like win, like whoever win or lose, you're going to get a beat down at the end. Right. I knew somebody was going to come out. I didn't think it was going to be Action Bronson, yeah. and oddly, I didn't even think it was going to be him after they introduced him. Yeah. And I should have known if Kevin Gates got involved. Action Bronson. Get involved. <laughs> that's true. Action. Action's in the man's name. Yeah, that's true. It literally is. You're just you're you just gotta. Uh pay that off now i mean it's just a ripoff if he doesn't do anything and, and i mean be clear, to be clear he didn't do much he didn't do much what he did wasn't bad yeah. and um i think there's a lot of people that might criticize him i don't know for whatever reason but let's be honest he looked like kevin steen in that ring <laughs> yeah he really did he had the orange he was like all out for team task i it was great when i saw him come out what what it reminded me of was the guy at the lake party who put too many beers in his cooler. <laughs> like he's the guy who's been there. It's like, you've been out in the sun all day. He's been doing nothing but drinking. Hadn't been hydrating at all. He's dehydrated. Suddenly some, some, you know, gets go runs the wrong way with a guy. It just starts a brawl right around six thirty seven o'clock before dinner. He's yeah. that guy. Like when, when everybody knows, no, you should never start a brawl before 11. Right. Ever. The brawl right. should come in around the midnight hour. Right. No matter what time the, the brawl needs starts, to end the night. Already way too early. Yeah. By the way, one thing, I feel like I um I drank my monster energy too early. And so I, I've, I'm a little out of energy as we're starting here. But one thing I want to say, um, there were a lot of surprises on this show. A lot of big surprises. Yeah. Winners and losers. And also, Tony Khan is starting to lose me. I think Tony Khan is completely out of touch with his audience. Oh, really? I think he thinks, I think he thinks he's in touch, but I don't think, he, I think he's as out of touch with his audience almost as Vince McMahon was. And he's been living wow. on, on Uranus for like years now, decades now. <laughs> um, and so I had what? to go with the furthest away one. I wasn't going for the Uranus joke. Um, it's all right. Landed. Yeah. But keep that in mind as we move forward. Okay. I'm probably going to say, did you want to go deeper. off on that? Okay. I'm probably going to get deeper and deeper into going off on Tony Khan and going yeah. full heel here. Okay. Make it a slow transition as we go. All right. Great. Slow, long-term storytelling people. Yeah. So next up we had, we had pack the and Kip Sabian. pack. Yep. Yes. Versus Kip and, Sabian. And Boxhead and, Kip Sabian. That's right. And we got introduced to a new wrinkle in, and I'm using that term a lot here tonight. I understand that mm -hmm. in the Kip Sabian character. I was, when he walked out, I thought, I like Kip Sabian. Like mm -hmm. I haven't loved him so far in AEW, but I like the guy. I'm into giving him a chance, and there's nobody better to give him a chance against than Pack because they're going to have a good match. Yeah, you know they're going to have a good match. What did you think after the fact of the match? I thought Kip looked pretty good. Yep, I thought his like the the way he carried himself, his new gear, and all that, his look was yeah, pretty it cool. Good. Um, but the match, know, the match was, was okay. For whatever, it was just okay. Whatever, yeah, it was fine. And the, but the problem is when you get packed, you expect a great match, right? Right. And I wonder how much of that's Kip Sabian. So after the after the fact, after or just lost, being in the pre-show, yeah, maybe like, that's part not of it. Do all that well, much. yeah, because you can't. You don't want to have a five-star match during the pre-show, even if you can. You don't want unless you're to Eddie that. Kingston and. <laughs> Well, we're about to get to that. <laughs> we're about to get to that. I will say after the, the after the pack match, uh, you know, he goes up to the ramp and Tony uh, interviews him, and they start uh -huh. playing Jane, and uh, right. Orange Cassidy comes out, which clearly was just to to be able to play that song for the crowd. 
Clearly. And he he doesn't even it's it was great because Orange Cassidy just comes up, doesn't even say a word, and Pac just Lit- into the mic just goes, No. <laughs> First of all, that was a great pack. Second of all, Excalibur had to deliver the entire story here, yeah. which is pre AEW. These two feuded a lot, mm-hmm. and, and they had um, a great I, match or in the early believe, days of AEW. Yeah, and I believe um, I believe Pack also said, um, "You're not such and such. You're a joke." Yeah, I don't remember exactly he said, what he said. Yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah, he said you're a joke. Yeah, your joke, and then like after the no, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, Excalibur kind of put that over, so we know that's that's coming, um, which will be the first like American citizen who has uh, taken a shot at this All Atlantic <laughs> Championship, and who's and who's more American than Orange Cassidy? Nobody on this on this damn planet's more American than Orange Cassidy. But then we got a shot of Kip Sabian sitting in the ring, yeah, having a heated argument with the box head, right. So we got have so that's the the kind of new wrinkle to that character is that the man is batshit crazy. Yep. Also, real quick, I wanted to mention because we haven't talked about it on the show yet. This might be the first show since when Kip Sabian interfered in the um in the Death Triangle trios match, mm-hmm. and Pac walked over inexplicably and took the box off of the man's head that he thought. Was Kip Sabian? I love that the man had a taped mouth. Yeah, completely free hands. He could yes. have left. Right. He could have taken the tape off. Yes. But I, it must have been a situation where he was kidnapped. His mouth was taped. He was placed there, and he thought maybe dumbass forgot to tape my wrist. But right, I've got a front row seat. Yeah. Why spoil this? That's now? true. He didn't want. Let he played the best the he's had in a long time. Also, yeah. perhaps the box, maybe the box possesses you when you have it on your head. Like that, yeah. The pack freed him crazy. once he once he took the box off. The guy realized who he was. Exactly. Number one, maybe the box kept him in place, kept him in order. Mm. But maybe the box made him think he was Kip Sabian, and that's how Kip Sabian's now in an argument with himself in the ring. Interesting. There's lots of options here. Yeah. <laughs> really are and it's really a shame that it doesn't look like Wyndham Rotunda is coming to AEW because this would be a great situation to put him in yeah yeah we would. could have the we could have great back backstage vignettes where he's in heated arguments with the box and Kip Sabian <laughs> it would be it would be beautiful man yeah until the box decides to ask for more money and starts causing crap backstage oh yeah it's just a matter of time starts yeah. talking shit about Colt Cabana as well right you never know what could come out of that box. Um, that could have gone a terrible, terrible direction. <laughs> Let's um, move next on. up, Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pit Bull. Yep. What do you think? My I notes, my notes we, in this match were one word: chops. I think I wish I'd counted. Ishii's chest looked like mince meat. Like yeah. two minutes into this match, yeah, I have never heard louder chops in my life. Right. They were great. That was great. I love that they just went with it. I mean, like, I, I, I there were like what three hundred chops. It was in, insane. In my mind, in my memory, I watched this three hours ago. Let's say four hours. Yeah. What the, oh my god! Six hours ago, I watched this. Um, I don't remember any other move other than chops. That's all. I, the only moves in that match I remember. <laughs> they dropped each other on their heads a couple of times, but that was pretty much that it. Makes sense. Yeah. It was All super right, what, fun. It was a great kickoff. 
Yeah, it was uh, great. Yeah, this was a really good um, undercard. I like the new name that I've already forgotten. Zero um, hour. Zero hour. I really liked zero hour. Um, all the matches were like none of the matches were bad. They were all good, and they led to a chop fest. And that's how you should always start a show. I'm yeah. good to it. Yeah. Then we get the casino ladder match to kick off the show. Oh man, that was really exciting because I knew. I had my thoughts. I thought it was going to be MJF. Um, I'd forgotten that Claudio was in it, so when he came out, it popped hard. Um, they had a lot of really great spots in this match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, they had a... Oh, was, do I, one thing I hated. What's that? One thing I hated. Let me get this out real quick. Roosh yes. gets announced. Yeah. Yes. He comes out. He is posing. <laughs> yeah. He is slowly taking off his clothes. Right. Seemingly at like one quarter speed. Yeah. As Wheeler Yuta is standing at the base of the ladder, looking Climbing up, up, realizing, oh, I can go get this giant chip right now. Right. At my leisure. But he had to slow roll it while the man came to the ring yeah. until somebody like somebody outside came and stopped him. Yeah. That looked like dog shit. Yeah, that was dumb. The rest of it was great. It, uh, to me, though, I wondered: could you can you win the match before everyone's out? Like, is that in the they rules? insinuated you could because okay. the, the the commentary team was talking at the very beginning, like, "Hey, it's just one on one right now. This is the time to okay. end the match." Great. Okay. Yeah, and it act- it's dumb. It's extra dumb because it actually would have been fun if Rue should come out like with the suit and the bullhead and everything and saw Wheeler up there and decided to just haul butt on the way down yeah, the ring in the suit and the bullhorns and started fighting yeah. in the whole ring. That would have been awesome. Yeah. And I thought that's what was going to happen until it slowly, but surely didn't happen. Yeah. By the way, I just want to throw out that doesn't mean those are the rules Yeah. because it is well established. This commentary team is yeah. not given any direction on the rules of these matches ahead of time. Yeah. Also, the um, this match proved the theory mm-hmm. that any match in AEW with a stipulation, any stipulation mm-hmm. is automatically a no rules match. Apparently so. Yeah. Because this match ended with a lot of masked assholes <laughs> coming in, taking the chip, cleaning house. Yeah. While a masked man who is apparently Lucifer himself, yes, yes. Satan, the yes. devil, right, um, strolled out, was handed the chip, yep, and then walked out, not revealing who he was, yep. And let me tell you, I wish to God, I wish on Jesus Christ and or any other God you believe in that when that man came back out, it would have clearly been Mark Henry in the mask. <laughs> Because at that point, <laughs> apparently AEW doesn't even know who the man is. Yeah. So that chip could have been passed on to literally anyone. Yeah. And I wish, <laughs> I wish it would have been Mark Henry in the match. That would have been amazing. End, yeah. And he would have been like, "It's time, right, for the main event." Yeah. And then he takes <laughs> and off he's the, in the main event. Yeah. And it's somehow MJF yeah. again. In their oh defense, at least they didn't ring the bell until the guy took the chip from Stokely. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And again, uh, and then theoretically, at the end, they revealed that Tony Khan was the one who put MJF in the mask. So Tony yeah. knew they played the they played the the the, the audio clip yes. of the voicemail right. about he wasn't going to get an extension, but mm-hmm. he'd pay him 
blank amount of money. Yeah, got basically got everything you wanted. Out. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that again later. I like that it was MJF. Uh-huh. I don't like the way they exactly did it. Okay. That might be because I'm a crotchety old man. Uh-huh. We can get we can come back to that at the end of the show when we get to the main event and all of that. I just thought basically I had an idea of how it should happen. And I think my idea was way better, but it's my idea. So, of course, I'm going to think it's way better. Mm-hmm. And the listeners can let me know at Peppermint Fatty, Twitter and everywhere. Let me know if you like my idea better when you hear. I think, yeah, I think, um, I'll, 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 again, I liked it. I had convinced myself that I was, that uh, MGF was too obvious. And I actually picked uh, in the, uh, the official Facebook group picks. I picked uh, Dragon Lee as being the Joker, which, look in really? hindsight, was a lame and stupid choice. Stick but, with your dreams. Stick yeah, with your not-dumbest-like dreams. I know. See, I just need to trust the uh, the gift. You trust your gut. I trust your gut enough for the both of us. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's just leave it at that. Should have stuck with it. But um, I, I liked it, too. I liked generally how they did it. I especially like it that, you know, it paid off this multi-week thing of uh, Stokely recruiting people. Um, I wish that they had... Um, I think I think Stokely climbing up himself to get the chip was a little too cute. I think the the devil should have come out, you know, like they, they should. should they, they could have played the, the music. They could have played the music. Corner. Yeah, they could have yep. played the music, which I thought it was cool if they licensed the Rolling Stones. Yeah, that was great. But then, as great. it was happening, uh, the um, the other people, Ethan Page and all them, they could have stormed the ring as the music was playing, and each one of them immobilize. The other people in the match while the devil comes out and climbs up himself to get it. And that would have been a little, I don't know, that just would have been a little harder edge, I think. It was a little too cute the way they did it. I think a lot of this was a little overdone and a little too cute. Yeah. Which um, I don't even like saying that because I actually, um, let me see how to put this. I got criticism from a host of a TV show this weekend. Oh, for my tweets being a little too cute. But oh, yeah. So probably shouldn't have said a little that. Close to home. A little, little close to home. Yeah. But yeah, just a little, little too overdone. A little, little too overwrought. Yeah, I get that. Um, I get that. Yeah. So next up, I was blown away. The yeah. AEW World Trios Championship. Yeah. One of my favorite matches of the night. I loved this match. I love the match too. I, I thought it was so wild that they put it this early, but then I thought they must have thought people hated that screw job ladder match so much. We need to put their second favorite, you know, match next. Yeah. To yeah. redeem it. Now, that's a really good point because initially when it happened, this, this, the, the devil getting the chip, mm-hmm. I thought, I, like, I don't know, man, this is a little. At first, I thought. This was a mistake, but then I thought, no, as long as they pay it off tonight, it's yeah, not as long mistake. as they pay it off in the same show. It yeah. has to be paid off in the same show. It can't be dynamite, mm-hmm. anything like that. But um, I I loved there was so much I liked about Kenny's entrance. First of all, I liked I loved the part about he may be he's very I think like he's very likely Will Osprey's favorite wrestler. And they went deep into the yeah. Will Osprey stuff yeah. to kind of let us know this isn't over between Kenny yes. Omega and Will Osprey. Yes. Love that. 
And then when I saw him come out not in, in the compression shirt, oh yeah, I kind of I was like it was a, it was a strong internal pop. I was excited, yeah, about that when I saw him not in the compression shirt, and it made the compression shirt um, mean more that it was used earlier, yeah. So that on the pay per view when he's not wearing it, it's a big deal. And then even and he looked um, great. And even uh, last week, you know, when he got the uh, shirt ripped off of him, he was like all pale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then like, he's must've spent like the entire next like four days in the tanning bed. Cause he looked fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He looked, when he, he looked out. like a Greek God. Yeah. The man has been tanning 48 hours a day. Yep. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I loved how pumped people were to see Hangman and Kenny square off again. And they played yeah. it so well in the match to keep them apart most of the time. And I, I honestly didn't even realize all the implications of this match Mm -hmm. until they were in the match and that you've got six people in this match and four of them are former world tag team champions. Yep. And both, and they pointed out how if Kenny wins, he will have held three titles in this company. And they didn't say hangman's the exact same. Yeah. Whoever won would be one up on the other. Yeah. And, um, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And then it became a big deal, the fact that Hangman was trying, was holding back the Dark Order from punishing the injuries of their opponents mm-hmm. when they're the only two guys in this match who've never held gold. Right. And it's clearly a much bigger deal for them than for anybody else. And then Hangman ends up, ends up taking out John Silver, allowing him to get pinned. Yeah. And um, that's clearly going to play into storyline. I have to think the Dark Order is going to feel a little betrayed because not only did he take out John Silver, whether by mistake or not, but um, but the fact that he he held them back when they could have maybe ended this match a lot earlier if they were yeah. allowed to attack uh, the back of the young buck with the back injuries. I right. can never remember exactly which Matt, one. Matt. Matt. And, um, and the shoulder of Kenny Omega. Yep. And, like... Uh, Silver and Reynolds are great. Like they weren't doing, yeah. I, I was, I've been pretty down on them in this tournament because they've still been doing like the BTE, like goofy faces and kind of comedy yeah. shtick um, in the matches before serious. this. And they were serious. They were there to play. And yeah. uh, Silver in particular, they gave a lot of great spots to, you know, he reversed the one week angel into an yeah. awesome near two count. Um, and like there was the there was even an Alex Reynolds chant at one point during the match, yeah. which was great. <laughs> that was awesome. And I know Dark Order and Young Bucks wrestled a lot before AEW, mm-hmm. and I like that we fought, we kind of got to establish their championship level as a tag team. They're really good. Yeah. And this is the first time we like we've we've gotten moments, we've gotten brief periods where they looked amazing. But we really got to see in this match they can hang with top guys. I don't know if they'll ever be top guys. Probably not. Yeah. They're always top guys in my heart. <laughs> and uh, But I really, really like this match. And like you said, as soon as Kenny gets in that ring and faces off with Adam Page, yep. you realize yep. Adam beat Kenny for that title, and this is the first time they've been in the ring. It's the first face time. Face-to-face, yeah. nose-to-nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so good. this is a big deal. And it was really cool to look back and see, you know, Hangman uh, really just have that aura of being one of the the top guys. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's a he's a brain dead nincompoop. Is that what it is? Empty, empty headed, 
empty headed something. Yeah. Empty headed shit box. Is, yes. is that it? <laughs> I, think, I think so. Yeah. It's something, something close to that. <laughs> Keep guessing. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, one little thing on the way when that match was over, um, Omega like grabs the camera, like walks up uh-huh. to the cameraman and says, you know, gets close enough where you can pick him up. And he says to the boys in the back, try to beat that before he walked out. Yeah. So throwing down something, the gauntlet a little Something bit. hit me as we went on and we had the tag team title match and all these mm-hmm. other matches is um, this is something I think AEW has been pretty good at. And they just took one of their two top tag teams and arguably their top singles guy mm-hmm. out of those divisions for a while. Yeah. Because they're going to have these titles for a little while, I'm sure. And there's no nobody's going to be wondering what about CM Punk versus Kenny Omega because he, he's a trios tra- champion. Nobody's going to be talking about Young Bucks versus FTR. Well, maybe with Wardlow. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But they've been because that's kind of what they did with Adam Page and Kenny Omega for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. When they you need to move somebody out of contention and have an explanation for it, they put tag team belts on them. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good move. I, I like Swerve and Lee. They're doing the same thing as Swerve and Lee. Yeah, exactly. And when they break up, they'll be both probably be very significant uh, singles uh, contenders very quickly. I hope so, at least. Yeah, I love that. By the way, in the one one thing, moving back a little bit to the casino ladder match, mm-hmm. Penta is over. Penta mm-hmm. is so over. The Zero Miedo, mm-hmm. like everybody chants that. Everybody loves him. I think he's way more over than Ray Fenix or almost anybody else in that match, really. Yeah. Um, other than Claudio. Uh, he's a guy wouldn't mind seeing a singles belt on at some point, even if it's even if it is the All Atlantic. Yeah, if, oh, he'd be great at the All Atlantic. He would be great. Can you imagine that match, him versus Pac? Yeah, that'd be Death a good Triangle story too. Death yeah. Triangle. yeah, yeah. That okay, next up, um, we had the TBS Championship: She Hulk versus Athena. That's right. <laughs> and you and yeah. I have talked off air. Yeah. We both immediately thought yeah. when Jade came out, this is this is another, I mean, this is another Shockmaster. Yeah. It was so but close to being a Shockmaster incident. She is much more sure-footed yeah. than she, Tugboat Thomas. She did kind of, <laughs> she did good good catch on remembering who who was the Shockmaster there. Fred Ottman. Oh, the, the real name. I'll one-up you with oh the real name. Oh, my God. Talk about, a deep, talk about a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, there's a great Dusty Rhodes video running around Twitter right now of him from one of those, uh, remember when WWF was doing those like legends talk shows for a yeah. while of yeah. him telling that Shockmaster story and, uh, saying, I'm offended you didn't send this to me. Uh, I'll, I'll look for it again. Yeah. I have a friend that I sent random Dusty Rhodes quotes to, and that's one of the ones I sent him and he's telling the story of that. And, uh, his wife or telling him that, uh, uh, young Cody was watching at the time, you know, like 10 year old Cody or however yeah. old he is watching that uh, with all his kids over, you know, watching the show that his dad works on and the Shockmaster comes out and falls down and does the whole thing and says that Cody just turned around. His mom and said, is that uncle Fred? This <laughs> <laughs> is a good story. That's fantastic. It, it, it better. Dusty tells it better, of course, but 
Anyway, so, yeah. So nearly, so she was nearly shocked. She she kind of stumbled a little bit, but she caught herself. She but I cannot imagine what would have happened if Jade Cargill had just come out dressed in painted green and just fell on her face. It would not have been good. No, it would have been a death match type situation. <laughs> um, I have to think it would. I mean, it would just been such a disaster. Yeah. But she 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 made it. She looked great. I she thought did great. Yeah. Nobody, either nobody on commentary was allowed to say She-Hulk or else they did not understand what was happening. Yeah. They said she was green for, for money because not only was she green and they, she burst through the wall, she had She-Hulk's costume from the comic. Yes, absolutely. And I noticed that before I ever noticed the green on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited. I liked it. Again, I'm not sold on Athena yet. No, I'm, I'm like, not at all. She's a good wrestler. She yeah. is. I never for a second thought she could possibly win this match mm-hmm. and she didn't. And that's great. Yeah, it was fine. She was, she was okay. It's a little still, messy, but Jade, but yeah, Jade looked good. Jade is ever improving. She's a little, I don't want to say unsteady on her feet. She messes up every now and then she, yeah. she kind of has hiccups, but she's way better than she was way. Mm-hmm. Better. Mm-hmm. And I have, and again, she has not been wrestling long at all. She's going to be really, really, She's in at the five year mark. I have a feeling Jade's going to be where most people are mm-hmm. at the 15 or 20 year mark. I really feel. Oh, that. yeah. If she sticks with it, I think she's going to be an all time legend. Yeah, she's going to. She has the real potential, mm-hmm. I think, right now to be maybe the greatest female wrestler of all time. Again, this is like year one, year two. Yeah. I'm not saying she's even close to that now. Yeah. But it's clear she's moving fast in terms of being a star. Absolutely. Absolutely. You ever get the thing is, I think she can get there athletically. If you ever get her in Sasha Banks in the same company at the same time, you've got a money feud. And again, I really want to see her versus Rhea Ripley one day. Oh, yeah. But a hoss fight. Yeah. Now, Rhea is better than her. A lot better than her. Again, I'd like to see that, you know, three years down the road. Yeah. All right. Next up, Wardlow and FTR. Yep. Versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Were, was, were, did you like seeing Motor City Machine Guns in AEW? I did. And, I, and I'm ready to see the just the straight tag match. I think that's going to be awesome. I think they were intentionally yeah. saving a lot. I think they were they did a really good job of making of doing a match that made you want to see another match. Yeah. Uh, and I've got to say, they started this match out with Wardlow and Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. And it made me that that starting segment of those two going at it mm-hmm. and Wardlow trying to throw him around and Jay Lethal being faster yeah, and knowing many more wrestling holds got me really hyped for the match, more yeah. hyped than I was at the beginning. Because, like, I, I was excited. Like, I knew this was going to be a good match, but mm. it's not who I wanted to see FTR against, not yeah. who I wanted to see Wardlow against. Yeah. Lethal's great. Lethal's I mean, so he, you know, I, I just watched this match and was just like, Lethal is so good. And you don't, he doesn't show that level mm-hmm. of talent that often in AEW. I don't mm-hmm. think he has the opportunity to yeah. very often. He just does what exactly what you need him to do. And yeah. that's it's when great. you need him to do it. Yeah, when you need him to do it. And he can take what care of What were your of, thoughts overall on this one? Uh, you know, it was fun. I, I really liked, uh, I mean, you know, Dax bringing out his girl after uh, uh, Sanjay made a big show of putting on the shirt. They called her a brat, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cute that he brought her out 
And at the time I thought, oh, I loved it that he brought her out and then they make, didn't make a big deal of it. And she just went back to the back, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they had a match and the match was great. Um, Wardlow, you know, looked like the beast. And I think everyone came out exactly looking however they want. Lethal was exactly what Lethal needed to be. Wardlow came out of it looking like the top guy in the whole group. Yeah, uh, FTR and Motor City Machine Guns just looked like two people you wanted to see a great tag match between. So it's like it did everything it needed to do, and then they could have, love- and then they then they could have just stopped there. But yeah. uh, then Sotnip no, no. got involved. Yeah, no, no, they did a few more things after that. Yeah, and by the way, what's what's the name of the daughter again? Finley. Finley split open. Sanjay Dutt's pencil with such force, yeah, it split open the head of Samoa Joe. Yes, man was bleeding like a pig just from right. being in the same yeah. ring. Just for her force break. of cuteness, that was the power of her cuteness and yeah. that pencil break. It just it's, and, and then of course she she pins him with only one foot. Yes, and the referee counts, counts the pin. It. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yep, I believe her shirt said. Fight like an eight-year-old girl. Yep. Loved every second of it. Yep. That's a shirt you can buy in the AEW shop right now. Um, I need to just buy that and wear it. Yeah. Part of it goes to charity. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe's back, which is cool. Chicago pop for that. Chicago loves Samoa Joe. Yeah. Chicago feels like the home of ROH. Was it the home of ROH? I think they had It was strong, one of their homes. Yeah, they were like all up in the Northeast. I don't know what yeah. would have been there. We'll have to ask ROH historian Paul Fontaine. That's exactly right. Because I was thinking, I bet a dozen people are listening to this right now just rolling their eyes <laughs> at how ignorant, <laughs> how we, ignorant are. we are of ROH. How ignorant I am, which is fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yep. Ricky had some cool new gear. He had gloves on. Yep. And he got the shit kicked out of him, man, <laughs> and pinned clean, totally yeah, clean. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Gee, I had no uh, inkling that's what was going to happen here. I'm excited for Hobbs. Yeah. Really sad for Ricky Starks. Yeah. But we had, what was it, uh, kind of a three-week run here, four-week run here, including this match. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ricky Starks ever got in a blow. Well, no. that's not true. He threw a number of punches. Yeah. Um, clearly driven by anger. Yeah. His anger got the best of him, and he got uh, he got shit canned here. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it was the right thing to do though, because I think okay, I think uh, I think Ricky can survive this and make it part of his story. Yeah, um, and so I think like you could take that loss and turn it into a story, but if you beat Powerhouse Hobbs right out of the gate like that, he, you know that's he'd, he'd be done. Be and right now, I think Powerhouse Hobbs is ready for Wardlow now, and I think that's what they're doing with him now. Is I think I think on Wednesday he's going to come out and call someone out for a title, and I think it'll be Wardlow, and we'll get to see like the like I'm told- real hoss battle. Yeah, big meaty totally men slapping meat, as Biggie just likes to say. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. I just did not expect it. I thought it yeah. would be whoever won. I thought it would be a much longer match. Yeah. Um, and that was something they did really well. You know, like we were going in going 15 matches. Like how this is this show is going to be yeah. brutal. Yeah, but they did a really good job of mixing like a couple of really short matches, you know, like and and letting some of the other ones be longer. Apparently, I, I looked up on a Fightful; they had a little bit of backstage reporting during and after the show, and they they reported that nobody's time got cut um, on the show. Everyone had the amount of time that they 
thought they had. And some of the matches actually went under time um, just on their own. Uh, so like they, they laid it out really well. And I, and I thought having like a quick match like that helped break yeah. it up to where you weren't just totally exhausted by the end. Most AEW pay-per-views, most, not all, but yeah. most I'm worn out. And generally we're all worn out. Oh yeah. And I, I was not, I was not worn out. I'm a little tired, but I was not worn out at the end of this show. No, M- maybe because there were a lot of LSU interludes and <laughs> right Ruiz, and Ortiz versus Ruiz <laughs> interludes throughout. Yeah. But I was not worn out. And the thing is, maybe I should have been more worn out because I watched nine hours of television. Right. Well, twelve hours of television and five hours. Yeah, and I watched most of the NXT show before this too. So that's right. How was the main event? Who won the main event on NXT? Uh, it was um. Braun, it was Braun, Braun, Breaker, Braun Breaker versus uh, Pete Dunn. Uh, no, um, no, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate it was very right. good. The it NXT was very UK good. Champion. Yeah, I didn't see the whole show. I only saw the first couple of matches. There was a Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet match, which was out of this world. Oh man, it was really good. And and I want to I want to express as much as I've shit on WWE over the years, I'm mm. really excited for WWE right now. I just do not have time. Yeah. To, that's how I feel. Add too. it all into my schedule. I, I really want to see these matches. I watched, so, uh, I watched the main event, not to get all off track, but I watched the uh, main event of the clash of the castle, uh, yesterday with drew McIntyre in his home. Not well in Wales against, uh, Roman reigns with, you know, how was 65,000 Brits behind I him? saw, like I was, see, he I was watched, over like CM Punk in Chicago. Awesome. I it watched was, a little bit of that show. I can't even tell you who I watched right now, but I was watching when they announced the, the audience size mm-hmm. and I was impressed. Like that, yeah. that was a, and it looked it was like, a cool it show. Looked like, yeah, it looked like 80,000 people. It, it was an unreal and it was amazing to see WWE like feel like that, like, you know, uh, to be someone have that over and then they beat drew yeah and it was like I, I on one hand i was like well that sucks on the other hand i was like well that actually is a little bit of relief because i was afraid i was getting invested in wwe again and now i can just not care anymore <laughs> they pulled the rug under yeah, this, the one they just thing pulled they the rug changed. out and i was like well there's still them so i'm out which reminds me my um one of my best friends has been really really frustrated he mm-hmm. feels like AEW's protecting John Moxley, and John Moxley never loses. Mm-hmm. So I looked up John Moxley's single ra- singles record in AEW, mm-hmm. and before tonight's main event, he had four losses. This gives him five losses, the exact same number of losses as Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. So if anybody else out there is thinking John Moxley's way too protected, he has literally the exact same number of losses in AEW mm-hmm. as Kenny Omega. They should be protected, though. He should he be. Should hardly the ever top lose. guy should be protected, and that's why in three years or however long, right. and he only has five losses, Omega only has five losses. Yeah. And if we look that up, probably the only person with fewer losses, I'm thinking, is MJF. I think he only has like two losses, one to Wardlow, and I can't even remember who the other one yeah, was. Yeah, I think he lost to Cody. Cody. And he lost to Punk. Okay, he so lost maybe to Moxley. He's got, he's got like four. He's probably got four or okay. five, just so like the other guys. probably very close to four or five. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, back to that punk, uh, press conference, someone mentioned yeah. that, 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 um, they, they mentioned that, that like, what did it mean to him that like, you know, John Moxley hadn't taken a singles loss in probably, I think it was a year and a half. 
Yeah. Um, and by the way, Tony Khan got really specific. Yes. On, as he like, does. His last, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that loss was in a tag yeah. match. His last right. actual loss, clean. Yeah. Clean-ish. He pointed out like, that it was probably the first the first clean loss without like shenanigans yeah. that Mox has taken in AEW. And uh, Punk, to his credit, actually kind of looked at that like, like the look on his face was kind of like, that's actually pretty cool, you know, that. Yeah, you could tell that like those two guys, even if Punk hates everybody else in the world, that he yeah. he respects Mox. Absolutely. By the way, I think from here on out, any AEW records with an asterisk next to them, the asterisk needs to be removed. It needs to be replaced with a tiny the tiny word shenanigans. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent shenanigans. So, ne- so next up, we had uh, the tag team title match, and my God, was this speaking, a great match? Speaking of the wrong person winning. This is round one of Tony Khan is completely disconnected from his from the audience. Yeah. Completely. He has no. You know what? I'm full heel tonight. He has right. no goddamn clue what the audience wants or what yeah. they expect. And yeah. um let me see. I, no, I still though, no, you, did you expect him to be that over? No. I did I expected him to be over, yeah. but not that o- over. Yeah. And when Keith and Swerve won. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, okay. I was about to make a comment. This this for the next match. Okay. But either way, everyone was disappointed. It seemed like everyone was disappointed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Took the air out of that. If yeah. they if I I don't know what his plans are. I know he likes to stick to his plans, but whatever his plans were were Keith for Keith Swerve. He should have changed yeah. him in the middle of that match. He should have gotten word to the referee. Yeah. Figure out a new ending. The acclaimed are going over tonight, and this is going to be. The thing is, it would have been a one of the top five moments in the in the history of the company. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I don't think he will ever do that. Yeah. I think he is too married to his yeah. long term plans to his detriment. Yeah. yeah, because when you think about it, the young bucks were the young bucks before AEW. FTR mm-hmm. was FTR in WWE and NXT. Right. This would be the first true. Yes. I well, Jurassic Park kind of. I think this is the first kind of. true homegrown champions. Yeah, they were brought team. in separately. Yes. In 2020 created this they tag. were brought in during the pandemic. And and uh and uh Max Caster was basically a jobber. He was literally teaming with Dr. Luther and Serpentico. Yeah. On and in 2020. And then six months later, he put like this was a Tony Khan creation. Yeah, he, he put he put Bo and the Castle together. His crowning achievement. Yes, yes. Yeah. The thing is, this is going to be a Thunder Rosa situation where they're going to get the titles in a year. Yep. And it's going to be it's going to be past yeah. time. You'll it's never get that. You'll never get that night back. You will never. No, get this that was the back. time. Yeah. And they, it was a huge mistake. It was a huge mistake. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but this was the first of a number of examples where I think Tony's completely disconnected from what's happening. Um, I did notice again, that some, somewhere in the, uh, as I was, I was in the uh, fight game media Facebook group a lot during, during the show. And I wish I could pull it up to find out who said it, but they were like, it's 2022. Would, would you have ever thought that Billy Gunn would be insanely more over than Keith Lee? In a match, for real, yeah, for real. That's a great point. Whoever said that, yeah, I'm gonna find out who it was. That is a brilliant. brilliant also, to line. the credit, Keith, uh, Keith and Swerve 
played the heel part really well and they did it really well of like well. working it into the match instead of like you know i don't know how much they had planned i can't imagine they it, had it planned that much because uh there were so, there were so many setups in this match where they could have turned on each other yeah yep where you know i think they each flies into yeah. keith lee and yeah. vice versa yep this was a great match. Do you think this was the best match? Do you think this is a better match than the trios title match? Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. These Mostly were like because they were one and two with me. Yeah. The crowd was so into this. Yeah. Like you texted me. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Yeah. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Everybody wants to be be scissored by daddy ass. Yeah. And then after the match, Keith Lee reaches yes. out with the scissors. And Daddy ass scissors him back, but nobody else will scissor. Him. No, no one else. And I think I think and the plan was, was that they were it. all going to scissor. I think the plan was that they were all five going to do it, and it was going to be yo, we still whatever. And the they were not having it. The crowd was not having it. And and the acclaimed, at least to their credit, were like, yeah, we're not going to go along with that. Even if this leads to more matches between them, where the acclaimed takes the title, mm -hmm. what that's those. Whenever that is, that's not the right time. This was the right time. This was the time. This they was missed absolutely it. the yeah. right time. They missed it. I can't wait to hear uh, Dave Meltzer on his uh, review talk about Jumbo Saruta and Mitsuhara <laughs> Misawa when he was there that night. And and Jump, uh, not sorry, yeah, uh, Giant Baba sitting at the um, what's the story? He was sitting at the merch stand before the show where he would sit at the merch stand and, like sign autographs and stuff. Yeah. And he supposedly he he could tell by the crowd they were chanting Misawa and stuff in the stands while they were waiting to buy merch, and at sitting there the thing he sent word back, change the ending to oh the my thing. God. And I wish they had done that during the match. I wish I wish Tony Khan would have done that. By the way, my laughter at that was not at Dave Meltzer, <laughs> was because I kind of knew where this was going and yeah. I love this. Because let me tell you, if anybody ever wants to call me a Dave Meltzer nut hugger, yeah. I am. I've worked for Dave Meltzer. I freaking love Dave Meltzer. Um, Dave's right and you're wrong. And I don't care what we're talking about. You're wrong. That could be a shirt. Just so you know. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got uh, the women's championship match between Tony Storm, Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Those poor women coming up after <laughs> that match. Brutal. For re this was not the time for this match no. on, the, on the card. You know what would have been good right after is the Jungle Boy Christian Cage match. That's absolutely right. You wonder what would have what what would have been good right after this match? Any fucking body else winning but Tony Storm yeah. because the crowd doesn't want Tony Storm to win. The crowd wants Britt Baker. The crowd needs Britt Baker. This crowd the wanted Jamie Hader. Division, this crowd did want Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader would have been fine. That would have been all actually awesome because it would have created. The tension between her and Britt Baker. Mm -hmm. The division needs Britt Baker, though. Yeah, yeah. But Tony Khan planned out a guy a damn year ago that it was going to be Tony Storm now. So Tony Storm won. Yeah, should not have been Tony Storm. The winner of this match should have been the acclaimed in the previous <laughs> match, and then do whatever anything else in this match. Yeah, anything else. Tony Storm has not is not over. No, she's not. No, and uh, it drives me crazy. And this was part two of Tony Khan doesn't have a clue what the crowd wants or else he does not care. He thinks he cares, yeah. but he does not care 
all he cares is what he drew out in his notebook yep. in bed and, um, and tested out like in, in his, his TEW inside the Jaguars facility. Yeah. What was that? And I tested out in his uh, TEW simulator game. It's exactly right. Uh, and yeah. it's so I'm sure Tony scored really well in the simulation, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And just, I think, and I think especially how it was placed on the show, I think yeah. that crowd, like that was the first time I've ever seen an AEW crowd ready to turn on AEW the way that yep. WWE would turn on the company before. Like they, I think I put it in one of the posts or whatever that when that match started, I said, this crowd is going to get behind Jimmy hater and they're going to boo everybody else because they're just in the mood to be ornery now. Like you, yeah. you, you ripped them off from what they wanted and then now they're just going to crap on whatever you give them. And they didn't quite do that, but yeah. they were, they just looked like they were like, I think everybody, instead of watching that match was sitting there talking to each other about the last match. Yeah. The, the AEW, not the AEW, AEW created that situation. Yeah. They created it. They should have had a clue, but they don't have a clue because they don't understand how over the acclaimed are. And the fact they needed that title right then yeah. on this show, yep. even if they didn't know ahead of time, they should have known during the match, they should have changed the finish. Yeah. And anybody winning this, this, this match probably would have gotten, not the not what you wanted out of it, mm-hmm. but Tony Storm was the exact wrong choice mm-hmm. of all. She would have been better. Four, yeah, of those Cheetah four, would, everyone would have been better. Everyone. everyone would have liked her. Everyone would have liked it if she did one. They even had the story of her coming back after getting hurt. If yeah. Jamie had won, people would have gone insane. I would have I would have popped off yeah. the couch. Yeah, and I've got a really bad back right now, but I would have <laughs> I would I would have. Suffered yeah. a devastating injury for yeah. this, and uh, I think and if Brit had won, I think if Brit had won, they would have, they would have kind of crapped on it, but it, but but it would have been okay because she was the heel. Yeah, and 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 you're gonna lead, and it's gonna lead to a match with Thunder Rosa, and we mm-hmm. know they hate each other. Yeah, and Thunder Rosa is always hiding from her in the bathroom, or else really has Apparently. a serious bowel issue. One of the two. <laughs> I don't. I I can't speak to that though. She eats a lot of tacos. That's all I'm saying. On her on she her. She literally blog. does. That's not a stereotype. That's yeah. It's not a stereotype. A, literally, own, uh, she has yeah, her, her, taco her entire vlog. YouTube show is based around finding tacos. It's named the Taco Vlog. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you say I'm racist? I did not. I was clearing it up just in case someone oh, went no. there. I'm shooting on the people. Oh, here. okay. The people. Yeah. Not you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> next up. Let's see. I'm looking at your notes real quick. Um, yeah, uh, it was it was bad timing. Next up, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Take us through this long, complex match. <laughs> Christian Cage comes out normal. Jungle Boy comes out same music. And one of the things I thought was he probably needs new music because it's right. You know, he, he, if he needs, he, if he's going to be more serious, he needs more serious. Music. I think the issue is Tony Khan bought like a lifetime license for this. Right. And yeah. man, and he's like, well, I would have gotten new music, but I just paid the Rolling Stones like $5 million. So yeah, I, I don't think that so I'm going to cut man. Bobby fish so I can play, so I can play the right. Rolling Stones song. Exactly right. Pay-per-view. We should probably talk a little about these cuts before the end of the show. Okay. We can we come will. back to it. Uh, so Jungle Boy comes out. I really liked how they framed this actually because Jungle Boy comes out. Yeah. The 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 baby face side, the baby face tunnel, and he turns around to like you know call for Luchasaurus who hasn't been seen in a few weeks yeah. since he let uh, Jungle Boy attack Christian. Yeah. And out of the heel tunnel 
becomes Luchasaurus. Okay. I was Which is watching dumb, but also I, was, I loved it. I was watching the LSU game. Okay. And so I didn't look at the screen like for 30 seconds, I think. Yeah. I look at the screen and Luchasaurus is kicking the living shit out of Jungle Boy. Yeah. So this is where I'm learning about that. Yeah. That is ridiculous. He, yeah. It's stupid and it is fantastic. It's fantastic. He turned around and beckons beckon to the tunnel. He didn't come out. He came out of the other tunnel. Yeah. His surprise swerve yeah. was completely foretold by him coming out of the yes. opposite tunnel yes. as his buddy who had no idea he wasn't behind him. Right. Right. Jeez. And Christian just stands there. And and it was great because, you know, Christian has the T-shirt. This has outworked everybody. Yeah. And he's just up there at the rope just watching his master plan unfold, you know, with no effort. Did Like he didn't lift a finger. Which you call this months ago. Yeah. Months. And... Uh, they uh, he choke slammed him on the uh, pyro grill, which looked horrible when he picked him up, and you just the imprint of the grill was on his back, which uh, yeah, which I like because uh, it was either Taz or Excalibur tried to like talk about how like well that's that's where the pyro comes out, so that grill's like that's that's like super hot, yeah, which I liked the little touch. That- no, I I love that because that's something I, again. Again, I've never seen that in wrestling. I've yeah. never seen the grill marks on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably was just from like the the, yeah. the dust, the pyro dust, but it looked great. Yeah, it, it looked did. like this man was almost burned alive. Yeah. It was awesome. Just, yeah. And then the match starts, and I don't even remember if anything happened in the match, and Christian just I think it was like one move, and it was over, something so, like that. Yeah, apparently Christian's really hurt, so he couldn't really wrestle the oh. match, and this was their way to get out of it. But it was really, I thought it was great. I thought it was a I loved way. it when Christian yeah. was dumped in the ring by, I guess, Lucha, I think Luchasaurus, yeah. That, um, uh, oh, what, uh, the referee... Whose name just Aubrey? completely escaped was it Aubrey? me? Aubrey Edwards, uh-huh. yes. Um, girl oh, Hebner. Yeah, I was closer to Girl Hebner than I was to Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> that she was like slapping his face, trying yeah. to make him come to, yeah, to determine if they need to cancel the match, yeah, or if he could even continue. And her I telling really him, it's that. okay, you don't have to do it. I yeah, like, yeah, I liked that American a lot. Really you don't have to do the match. Yeah, I did like that. So, that was nice. Like generally, in any sport or in any performance. The re- your good referees aren't going to be noticed. Aubrey's one of the only ones that I notice in a good way. Yeah, like she adds to the matches. I'm a fan. A I know a lot of people aren't, but I I am. Well, they're wrong. Just like they are on Dave Meltzer. Just like they are for calling me a racist just now. Yeah, you're all wrong, people. She's great. She's great. I mean, every now and then she's not, but she's usually great. I generally like her. Yeah, I generally I like, like her. I like I like referees with a little bit of panache. I, I do too. I like referees who stand out, but not in not for being crappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and she's one of the few that actually does that. So, um, good finish. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be good. I thought it was the right thing to do, even if even if Christian wasn't hurt. I think it was the right thing to do because I think a regular match would have gotten lost. Is Christian injured right now? I believe that arm injury that he has is real. Oh, it's yeah. okay. I didn't realize that. Um, the next match was one of the biggest surprises of the night to me. Really big surprise. Yeah. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Yeah, how was it surprising to you? I did not think Chris Jericho was going to win this match. Oh, I yeah. really didn't. Yeah. Really and didn't. just clean, basically. I mean, it was a low blow, but it was like. Yeah. 
Exactly. You know. That's the way I saw it. He's even with the low blow. That's kind yeah. of minor in a like in AEW terms. Everybody gets yam bagged. Right. That's the way things go. It, yeah. Taz and, called it a, a strike to the yam bag region. That's what he called it. The yam bag region. Yeah. Okay. If anyone, if ever in my life, I, it is announced where I'm from. It's going to be the yam bag region <laughs> yam bag of region. Southwest Louisiana, um, which is, is that where absolutely Lucha Cabra is from. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Uh, nice memory. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it, it felt like a clean win. Like Brian Danielson went on one with Chris Jericho, and yep. Chris Jericho got the clean win at like 87 years old. I know he looked kind of so. I mean, like his, his, you know, at first I thought, oh, that's awesome. He's got the real Lionheart tights, you know. Yeah, I, I did learn. Really and then, like that. and then, like then his Lionheart tights just started started like sagging on the butt throughout the thing, and just they, sort of like slowly a lot sag of time down. pulling those bad boys up over his stomach. Yeah, and he didn't look terrible. Right, he just looked a little old. He just looked and, old. It, and you he can, honestly yeah. is old. And let me say, yeah. he is phenomenal for his age. Yes, and that's what I is. wish he'd do is just be phenomenal for his age instead of saying that he's Lionheart. Because just saying you're Lionheart doesn't make you Lionheart. Well, he was asked to be Lionheart. Yeah, that's true, I guess. It, it was it was a request. and He's honoring the man's request. Yeah. Um, sure. With a yam bagging. I do want to uh, uh, call out... Um, you know, the uh, entrance of Brian Danielson where uh, Slim J from the Trustbusters sang his theme song. You stole my damn joke, <laughs> you beautiful bastard. I was like, is I was in the other room when that started and I thought, is this a commercial on a pay-per-view? Right. And then I hear Excalibur and I'm like, whose entrance is this? Does Brian Danielson have new music? And then I walk out and I literally said, is this a trust buster? Like, who is this? Uh, so that's a, what that was a work of art. My friend. Apparently, apparently it's I've the never guy who heard of that man. It's the guy who he's just a friend of Brian Danielson's. And he wrote that song for him when he signed with AEW. He, he, he was like, I want to do something with the ride of the Valkyrie, cool. but I want some modern. So he made that song for him. Mm-hmm. But the entire year, Almost to the day that Brian Danielson's used that song, I thought it was sung by a woman, and then discovered tonight that it was a you know a slim but muscular man with a very high voice. I don't think I've ever had a bigger grin on my face than when you said that. I did as well. Yeah, I absolutely thought so. No, nope, he's a dude. Um, it's really cool that Brian Danielson's friend wrote that for him. Yeah, it's really cool. Brian Danielson had his friend on to sing it. Yeah, it was all very confusing and trustbustery. Yes, it was. That's all I got to say. And vaguely gay. Not a little gay. Not in a bad way. I mean, it was. It, if that's not what he was going. Anything wrong? With if that's that. what he was going for, then it was like really good. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um. Good but overwhelming is what you wrote in the notes, and that is a very good way of of yeah. It was solid. I expected more out of this match mm-hmm. because it's Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson on a pay per view. You know, right? Like when this was announced, I thought, oh <coughs> shit, this is a big match. This is a cool match. Yeah, didn't know I wanted it until I heard him <laughs> say it, and uh, yeah, a little underwhelming. But, but Daniel Garcia was not there for Chris Jericho, right? So didn't come out Chris sat, and the Jer- sat and watched the, the screen sideways instead of coming out. Yeah. So the Chris and the JS are not going to be there uh, when he wrestles Wheeler Yuta for his uh, ROH pure title coming up. When is that match? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. one of the only okay, matches that we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I think Garcia's going to win. Chris is sure he's going to win. Yeah. But um, And by the way, this the whole... 
the Daniel Garcia versus uh, Brian Danielson matches make this a bigger deal. Right. And it's a rematch. We've already seen this match. Wheeler Yuta won. This feels like the time for Daniel Garcia to win. I have to wonder if the JS isn't going to actively work against him in this match. Mm, like saying they're not going to be there at all, but then they come out to keep him. Then they show up and put him in place to support him. Yeah. But in the end, they put him in his place. And oh, he's out, I like out that. Cold. I like that. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. That's what I feel like might be on the horizon. I was thinking it was going to be Garcia wins and then he's conflicted because he he's a sports entertainer who won the pure wrestling title and mm, has to like either like renounce it or like rename it like Lance Storm. Oh, you know, renaming the U.S. title, the Canadian title or something. The ROH Sports Entertainment title. Right. That's not a bad idea either. I think either so way. Like defiling the title. Yeah. And he's not going to want to defile. But I don't think he'll want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe Chris comes out. They celebrate with him. They rename it. And he doesn't want to rename it. He's proud of being the better being the better wrestler. Yeah. Could be. The next match is one. The next match is one I was kind of looking. I, I don't know. I was looking forward to more than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Um, Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro versus the House of Black um, with Stevie Nicks in their corner, as you said, which is great. By the way, I thought she really <laughs> pulled the hat off. I really she did. She did. She did. Um, and her little entrance where she like did the she signaled the drop and uh-huh. that looked really cool. Yeah. And my God, do these men look look terrifying oh, they yeah. look so great walking out silhouetted right. yeah they do with their horns and all that i love it i loved it too but the thought went through my mind i was like i love that this is like a group basically of like humanoid wiccan demons that are like covered in like satanic tattoos and everything but one of them's name is buddy <laughs> that's for real an issue <laughs> like they should have they should have given yeah. him a little something extra there yeah. the be- like a nickname at the beginning he can still be a matthews right like a, a demon pagan can't like, be a Matthew. Yeah. Just not like buddy, the, man. You know, like the, the, the thing drops and he's got like the deer head and like, yeah, you know, just the torn clothes and everything. And someone's just like, Hey buddy, there's one slight issue with the drop to me. And that is at that moment when it, before it drops and when it drops, they look like monsters. They look like demons yeah. from hell. Right. And then it's a very human moment when they all gingerly step over the backdrop so that they don't trip. <laughs> so they don't, yeah. Because they saw like, Dave earlier. They're just, like, let's make sure we don't do that. Yeah, it's like you should have a couple of stagehands on the side who just yeah, yank, just yank the it shit yeah. out of that thing right. real quickly. Like, have them stand there, be menacing, like flex for just a second mm-hmm. while they pull that off so that they don't have to be humanized on the way out trying to not trip. Yeah. Um, the crowd was a little dead at the beginning of this match. Yeah. I think they were saving themselves. <laughs> like I think they were like, "All right, this is the next last one. Let's let's make sure we save it for the main." Do you event. think there was any surprise at all still in the crowd from from Chris winning, or do you think everybody thought that was a real possibility except for me? Uh, I think almost I, everyone expected Danielson to win. I think everyone expect you could tell by the end. Also, I think almost everyone expected Garcia to play a part yeah. in the ending yeah. because when Jericho got the win, you saw a ton of people stand up and look toward the entrance. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, yeah. the people didn't get what they expected out of it. They were a little thrown off kind of right. like they were yeah. after the acclaim didn't win. Yeah. 
and that leads to a lot of lot of chatter in, in the crowd and not about the match yeah hand. so i think that's what was happening in that darby match or the you know but darby's entrance like there he was super over in his entrance you could tell people yeah. were super into it they were into the house of black entrance so i think when the match like started they were like they were just kind of chatting what there's one small thing i'd like to change about these entrances tiniest thing they need to turn Miro that horn. They need to, they need to turn that audio up to like fifteen. Oh yeah, like screw eleven. That thing needs to blow people out of their seats yeah. when that because that needs to be a, a, a this. He is the redeemer. This is a horn yes. straight out of heaven. Above. That's right. Yes. It like it needs to rattle your teeth. Yes. If there's any kid with a loose tooth, it needs to pop out right there. <laughs> That's the only th- thing I would change for all those inches because they're all yeah. great. Just make that obnoxiously loud that's true i loved how Miro came out yeah i love the uh, his theme is one of my favorite themes and i loved how when he got in the ring he just got right in the face of the other three guys yeah like because the man's crazy yeah the man is batshit crazy and that's exactly what we do and then he didn't want to tag in sting he didn't want to tag in anybody he wanted to fight the pagans because he is the redeemer and it is his it is his purpose in life Mm -hmm. to crush pagans yes Yes. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> it is. Darby, this was a great match for Darby to get mm-hmm. tossed around like a rag doll. Yeah. He was. He was. We got to see, like, when Sting got tagged in, he didn't want Buddy Matthews. Nope. He didn't want Brody King. He wanted Malachi Black. Yep. And then Sting, Sting sprayed Malachi. Yeah. That was he awesome. He hit him first, and it was so great unexpected, too. Coming. Yeah. 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 I'd like to think. I would like to believe in my heart of hearts that Sting has been soul searching, placed a call to his good friend in Japan, Kaiji Muto. I thought the same thing. <laughs> like may have flown yeah. out to mm-hmm. Tokyo, met yes. with him in a back alley, yep. like coffee shop or to, bar. Yes, teach me and the ways. Exactly. That's exactly right. The man that used to hit him with the mist back in the yeah. day, he borrows the mist from. Yes. I wish they would have made it a green mist so that it would even further oh, back. That would have been theory. even better. You're right. I would have I would have marked out. That would have or, been amazing. Or I don't know if you can do a pink mist. Give us oh, that was he just spit his soul, his surfer sting soul <laughs> into Malachi's yeah. uh into Malachi's face. Then as we know now, Malachi's gonna be gone for a yep. while after yep. this. Right. Um which would be awesome if the, the, yeah if Malachi comes, comes back back as one of the dudes with attitude. He comes back. Yes. <laughs> he comes back on a damn skateboard. Right. That would be amazing. With Shane Douglas. Yeah, yeah. After after this, let's hope he wouldn't come back as Johnny Ace. Um, yeah. But uh, so he he kind of bowed to the crowd. Yeah. Did that whole thing afterwards, kind of indicate like they're not letting him go like he wants. Apparently, apparently he wants out of his contract. Which is year one of five, right? Um, and that's sort of like pretty sketchy when I hear yeah, it's real like the reporting on that, like with that whether that's really the case or not, or whether he was just really trying to take time off. Hopefully, yeah. it's just and time I, off. And I hope and, it's kind of it's something Mel said on the show I was watching right before we started, mm-hmm. which is um, I don't know if she said exactly like this, but this is maybe the first time in wrestling history if somebody wants time off, mm-hmm. they can actually get it. Yeah take care of their mental health needs, their family, whatever their physical needs, and then come back and, and not be buried because of it. Yeah. And that's a great thing because for years and years, not years, for decades, yeah. wrestlers wrestled like 390, 400 matches a year. 
They were doing two and three spots on weekends, right? And just destroying their bodies with no vacation, never seeing their kids, right? Um, and that sucks. That's a nightmare industry. Yeah, I'm glad that that industry is largely dead and kind of reborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know you mess up your knee, you mess up your elbow or something like that. You just take time off to heal. You mess yeah. up your brain. Steve Austin like tore a peck and got fired right. via FedEx. Right. Or fax. One uh, yeah, an yeah. F word. Yeah. Um Yeah, for sure. So yeah, this this is a fun match. I liked it. Um I've seen some better stuff with all these same people. Like the the last Darby uh, Brody King match I thought mm-hmm. was better than this. Mm-hmm. This was fun though. Yeah, it was good. Let's see. Main event. The oh we're I was like, wait, we've Again, I was like, there have to be more matches. We yeah. can't have talked about 14 matches. <laughs> we have the main event, John Moxley versus CM Punk. And I really want to know what everybody thought of this match. I hope they'll they'll hit me up on Twitter, at Peppermint Fatty. Hit up Kevin Ely as well. Yep. At, is it Kevin Ely? At Kevin Ely. E-L-Y. E-L-Y for Ely. Um, everybody knows how to spell Kevin. Come on now. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, what, what you got on this one, Kevin? What you got? I was really glad. I really thought people would be worn out. I was really glad at how into this match everyone was. It had the big fight feel. Punk came out in the white long boy tights, which you knew. Yeah. And also, other than um, you know the spontaneous bleeding by Samoa Joe due to the cuteness of uh, Finley, and um, I that there was no blood anywhere else on the show. Right. So for once, you thought, oh, okay. That's all going to be oh, here. <laughs> when I saw those white, yeah, the, the white gear, yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a yeah, blood. This bath, is going to be a bloodbath." And it and it kind of was, yeah. And I loved, was. I loved how over Moxie was, both as a heel and a hero. Like the you people said, were into him. You it, said big fight feel, and yeah. this was a. This felt like it was a big fight. Yeah, yeah, and and I loved the. I, I really like this match a lot and I, and I normally don't like the bra- like the more uh, brawly violent you know like yeah. I, I really love Mox he's actually one of my favorite people but ironically his style of match is not one of my favorites okay but That's he's fair. just but he's just so great and the way that they set it up where like Punk was fantastic in this match I thought for for dueling what he could do yeah, the way that they set up that quick finish where he was just kind of overwhelmed him a little bit, hit him with the kick that injured him before to show that he could do it, and then hit the GTS. I like. I bought it for a sec that he might, you know, just because I knew the MGF thing was out there. Yeah, this this was a really good match. I really liked this match. Um, I was wondering what Punk's one hundred percent was, and this is way better than. Way more than I thought we were going to get. Me too. Because uh, I think he was. I think that was a shoot and a work a little bit. Like, yeah. I think it was real. Um, yeah. Apparently, his foot. This, I mean, he's got to wear Danhausen's yeah. magic shoes now. He said. Yeah. Let's t- let's talk about that real quick. CM Punk bought um, bought new new boots because yeah, they did he, not fit. He needs new new shoes because of his foot surgery. To and he was wearing like size twelves. Yeah. And they were too tight. Uh huh. So he gets new ones. Too tight. Yep. Then he he switches over to his like workout shoes. Yep. They're too loose. They don't give him the sport he needs. Right. And Danhausen apparently says backstage. Yeah. How about you try my boots? Yep. And he's like, they're size ten. There's no way they'll fit. 
and Danhausen's like, try them, and they magically fit because Danhausen's magic. And right. clearly, those boots, as CM Punk put it, had a reverse curse on them. Yep, fit perfectly, helped him win the match. Yes, Danhausen is the man. Yep, very nice. So many levels. Yes, this was the right person to win. Yep. the right place for him to win. Yep, the rare occurrence where Tony Khan made the right pick. The extremely <laughs> rare occurrence. Yep, and um, yeah, it was just else. everything it needed to be. Now let me tell you what should have happened. Okay, what should have happened was kind of what happened. I think immediately the devil should have ran out, mm-hmm. handed the handed the, the the poker chip to the referee. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if that's how it works or not, because Tony Khan doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. about precedent in these matches. He is not the Supreme Court. He's Tony Goddamn Khan, and uh, and the devil should have effed up. I don't know why I'm saying that. We should have fucked up CM Punk really quickly, gotten the pin. Raised the belt over his head, ripped off the mask. It's it's MJF. Everybody loses their shit. They immediately cut to black into pay per view. Oh, That's how it should have happened. Oh man, I think that would have been a way more emotional situation than what we got with the the lights going off. We hear a voicemail from Tony Khan. We yeah. hear from MJF's mom. Yeah. We get some we get some promos for some reason. We get video packages. Mm-hmm. We get commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Then then we see the man's back and he takes off the, the mask and it's like, is that is that MJF? Then he throws the Burberry scarf around his neck and right. like, oh that's definitely Yeah. Then they play his music. MJF. Yeah. And then they wait a little longer. Right. People order pizzas, they eat their yeah. pizzas, then he yeah. turns around, oh, it's definitely MJF. Yeah. I thought it would have been hilarious if like MJF came out and by the time he came out, like Punk was just gone. Yeah. Because he's like, absolutely. whatever, what am I gonna hang out here for while you do this? Punk should have left. Yeah. He was done. The man was hungry. He's right. He got, he had muffins he backstage. Ate. Yeah. Yes. That man was devouring anything he could get his hands on. Yeah. That would have he should have been gone. He wasn't. He stayed. Nothing happened. They yeah. looked at each other. It's definitely MJF. Part of um, what I what I think they should have done is partially just because I want to completely fulfill my Nostradamus dream, but uh, would be to just go full NWO with it yeah. and have him win, have FTR and Wardlow come out to celebrate with him like they did when he won the title the first time. Or yeah. FTR. FTR comes out, celebrates with him. They have the big moment, let it play out with him in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, doing that. Maybe he takes the mic like he's going to address the crowd. And then uh, the music hits, but it's the the devil music. Yeah, play get them squeeze the stones out a little more, and then the group attacks and starts beating down all of them. Yeah, uh, leaves them laying, and then the guy comes out, and it's MJF to ends the show. It's not bad either. But but he comes out as the devil, and then this was the whole dream. No, the whole dream wasn't all about all. It was just that that it would that they would attack those four people and then reveal themselves okay. that it was MJF. I'd it wasn't specific about feud. that. Yeah. That'd be a great feud to see. Yeah. Wardlow versus W Morrissey. Like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Uh, and clearly everybody wants the ass boys versus FTR. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's, that's the match. People there was a part of me of. that thought there was a part of me that thought over completely overthought it and thought the acclaim was going to win. So that they would fight the ass boys and Billy would turn on them again. Oh, that's not 
It's a lot of turns. We it's got a lot, a lot of turns. turns but you know, right he likes now. turns. Yeah. He likes turns. Um, okay. So let's go over this group real quick. The Stokely Hathaway group. Yeah. We've got W. Morrissey. Uh-huh. We have the Ass Boys. Yep. We have um, Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. Who else do we have? Lee Moriarty now with uh, like green that's, hair or blue right. hair. Yeah. That's a choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we have anybody else in that? Uh, that's it right now. I had my I had it in my head. There were like eight people in there, like nine people. Well, if you count that's the baddies. That's true, because Jade is working with Stokely. He wasn't with um, her tonight, though. So who knows? No, that's true. They they might keep that a little separate, yeah. which I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I'm okay with that. She doesn't need him. But that's not a bad idea. Like, that might be like a surprise addition in the future during a beatdown or something. I wouldn't mind Jade coming from behind and taking somebody out. Yeah. Um. So overall, this pay-per-view, we're going to go with the Brian Alvarez classic. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, I'd say big thumbs up think this is thumbs up we knew it would be yeah. good again i'm really concerned over it took a while i don't even think they had a sellout i don't think it sold they out did, they did sell out by the end yeah okay good deal it took a long time to sell out yep um college football is going buck wild across society right now yep um they were going up against so many games yeah did lsu florida state which i've discussed i watched mm-hmm. was on espn three Oh, wow. Like, that's how many top games there were. Yeah. Those are two major programs facing off. A lot of, like, brand new coach for LSU. This should have been a big game. Mm -hmm. This was on ESPN freaking three, and they were trending number one and number three tonight. AEW, I I never saw it number one. They peaked at two, and AEW is always number one when they're on, other than Rampage. They're always number one. Um, Plus, the boxing wasn't a huge match, but for hardcores – this was a big match. Um, I, I really hope they did good. I hope they did well. I hope they did well over 100. I don't think they're going to hit 200 on this one, but I hope they did well. But I'm nervous. Yeah, I don't know if they're – I don't know what their own projections are. Uh, if they were expect, and I don't think anyone's expecting them to do as well as last year. Let me see. Do I have any notes that I didn't talk about? Um, let's see. Talked about that. Um, when Tony Storm won the title, approximately, and I counted three people in the crowd stood and clapped. Three people, three <laughs> human beings out of however many there yeah. were, 25,000, whatever. I don't know. Three were into this. They're only fan subscribers. Exactly. That had to be. Um, they had the, they had some segments. I, I, I assume this was for the main event where JR and Tony were talked to, like they were interviewed. Mm -hmm. Both men were dressed like they were actively living in a nursing home. Yes. Tony Schiavone was wearing a polo purchased at Walmart in 1985. Right. Not up to the current Walmart polo standards, which aren't bad. Right. JR was wearing a compression shirt that was incredibly loose and looked horrible. Yes. Both these, by the way, Tony is now sporting a full mullet with his diamond yes, study ring. Which I, I kind of love that, though. I love that he gives zero shits. He is living his best 1980s cocaine-filled life, whether he's on cocaine now or not. Uh-huh. I'm assuming he's not. Um, everybody was in the 80s, apparently. But 
hire somebody to put suits on these men, even just a sport coat. Yeah. Even just a sport coat. Yeah. Just please put it on them. Even Excalibur, he wears these like or like rock band t-shirts or something, you know. And just like throw with, throw like you've got they've got all this merch. Like put on a put on a fleece vest or something, like with an AEW logo on it. Like Yeah. I mean, wear your rock shirt with a blazer buttoned over it. Like like it's a right. cool look. Right. Um it's a great look. Taz always shows up looking good. Yeah. But like these they people shoot them. look like they were borderline homeless. And they don't shoot them well either. They 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 put the camera low. They kind of let them slouch when they're sitting like they're yeah. I think they think it's just sort of supposed to be casual, but like there's there's I, ways to shoot it that that looks way more dramatic. Like you compare the like those yeah. looks to like um like UFC packages or like uh, I always think of like Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, yeah. it makes people look great, you know. Yeah, um, it's not hard to do. Yeah, like it's really not hard to do. There are there are ten year old kids that are experts in lighting now on YouTube. Hire a ten year old kid. Yeah, um, just do something. By the way, this is going to be hyperbolic. I don't mean to be. I'm not being frivolous here. Mm-hmm. Being serious. In the main event, there was a moment where it literally sounded like Jr. had a stroke. He was in the middle of a sentence. He completely mm. lost what he was talking about. He tried to get the sentence out again. The words were out of order. Mm. I, I'm not. He didn't have a bad night overall. I don't think. Yeah. He joined late, but it was scary the way Jr. sounded, and it was just 30 yeah. seconds in that main event. Yeah. I, I have, I have cared for a grandmother, a dad, and yeah. a mom. Yeah. Who either had dementia, brain cancer, whatever. Mm-hmm. That concerned me greatly. Mm-hmm. Really concerned me. I did not hear that. I'll have to go go back and listen. I hope it was nothing it was, serious. I believe it was after CM Punk started bleeding. Okay. And it was it had something to do with the amount of blood on him. And it again, I'm I, I'm gonna download this later. I think I can go back and watch on BR. Um it was really concerning and it, it, it like more so than usual because of like the words out of order, uh-huh. that sort of thing. Like I've seen that. Hopefully that's just, he's tired. I don't know, but yeah, really concerned. Yeah. I really hope my best wishes to him. I really hope it's uh yeah. nothing just, um, you know, and I don't mean like he did have a stroke. I mean, right, right, right. a sign of a negative of a, of a, of a, of a greater mm-hmm. problem behind like long-term mm-hmm. brain wise. Hopefully it's just the worst thing is maybe he should retire from live commentary. Yeah, it could easily be that just yeah. we're all getting older and slower, particularly yeah. me. Yeah. I can't Who remember names us? of all. Yeah. I can't remember the name of Aubrey Edwards, right? Literally because of a, a deficit, like a really bad uh, medical problem called sleep apnea. It worth it though for uh, the name girl Hebner though. That's such a great name. It's, it's a freaking classic and I love it. Um, so, Let's see. So your match of the night is the acclaimed versus Swerve Lee, correct? Yes. Mine is the six-man tag. I absolutely loved it. Acclaimed versus Swerve, number two. If the acclaimed had won, it would probably be number one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, who do you have as wrestler of the night? That's a really good question. Um, That's one I didn't. I hadn't thought of I, yeah, before. Yeah. I, I saw put it, it down there head. during the show, and then I never like went down and... And, uh, you know, going through, I thought punk was great. I thought Jay, Jay lethal in terms of just playing the role they needed to play. He was great. To Uh, me, when I'm going through this, 
MJ, it's a big deal that MJF is back and he's got the title match yeah. whenever. Yep. But it felt a little convoluted the way they did it. Um, CM Punk win is great. It was kind of expected, I think. Uh-huh. Um, that's really tough. I'm I'm kind of thinking. I'm kind of thinking Kenny. It was a yeah, great match. That's a great choice. Amazing. Actually, yeah. mm-hmm. The face off with Adam Page was fantastic. Yeah. They got the big win. He now has held every like every, every world major title. title. Yeah. Because like the heavyweight title is the major title. Yep. TNT's number two. Mm-hmm. He's had every major title in singles tag team mm-hmm. and now trios. Yep. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with uh Kenny Omega. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably go with and that I, too. Yeah. I don't know who else. I mean, I'd be fine if somebody went with MJF. I'd be fine if somebody went with CM Punk. But it I would just say either Punk or Kenny. That way. Yeah, as far as just who had the best performance. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was a, that was a great match. Uh, let's see what else do we have. We're running a little long, but this is a pay per view show. We can run a little long. Um, let's look ahead real quick. We've got Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta RH Pure Title. Best friends versus Death Triangle. I'm really excited to get moving. We always have trios matches. We mm-hmm. on AEW. I'm excited that we're, they're now part of a division. Yeah, we can build a. We Can't can wait for those a, trios rankings to show up the, every week. Those power rankings. Yeah. Um, what if anything do we want to talk about from Rampage and Dynamite this week? Because I want to touch on it. Almost like a historical record. Yeah. I think I'm the only think. The only thing that really even sticks in my mind is the um the trio semifinals with Osprey and Aussie Open against uh the Elite. That was, that was a fantastic great. match and that was so it, great. It's amazing and, that we're here at all out and not talking about Will Ospreay because yeah, when that show ended, all I wanted to see was Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. That's all I wanted. And I and again, that's why I loved Kenny's entrance and the talk of Will Osprey. It tells us that this is not over. Yeah, and this is, and they are. This is building towards a one-on-one match. I'm I'm guessing this might be. This could be Wrestle Kingdom. The end of the year is not far off. They gave AEW a lot in Forbidden Door. Time to get those back, just like with Eddie Kingston with the win over over Ishii. Yep. Um. It could be at a, they could do another Forbidden Door this year. Um, I don't know when it happens. I'm, I'm hyped for it, man. I am excited. Cannot wait to see it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fantastic. And it's a real. Sh- Let me see. It's a shame Will Osprey is we don't have him full time in AEW. But if we do, then we lose these amazing matches he's having in New Japan. Yeah, and I kind of wish he could be full time at both mm-hmm. or part time at both. Um, I'm I'm starting to get tired. Either way, great night. Yeah, just a really great night for for great weekend for fight fans. There was really good UFC stuff, good boxing, great AEW show. Um, I'm really hoping they can get things back on track. It's been a weird weird few months. It's been better after Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. but with all the backstage stuff. Well, hey, everyone's and, back now. So like, everybody's I, back. Know, other than like Adam Cole. And, yeah. Uh, and oh, by that. the way, um, CM Punk was talking about being worried about Adam Cole. Do you know what the injury is? This I think it's out? I think his shoulder is. Um, mm. He's trying to avoid surgery on it, and I 
I think he had a head injury at Forbidden Door, but I don't know that for sure. I think he did. I think he did. Um, I am not being facetious here. I kind of wish somebody would give Adam Cole a giant box of gimmicks. Like, <laughs> right. Literally, yeah. the more, like, for instance, if you have a back injury, the way mm-hmm. to get, the way to, to fix it without surgery is to build all the muscles around it. Right. right. And, you know, he's been a little thin. Yeah. Literally thin. Yeah. He has a small Puts frame. Some muscles on him. Yeah. Supports the frame. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yes, probably shouldn't be probably shouldn't be telling everybody to get on steroids. No, but know? they're they're legitimate medical. Yeah, you get on TRT, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Saying prayers, taking vitamins works. Yeah, Hulk Hogan proved that. Um, <laughs> apparently, also makes you a racist, but I don't know about all that. Yeah. Um, other than the fans calling me a racist earlier in the night. Yeah. So really fun, really fun night. Really fun. By the way, Puppet Up didn't try and cut us short for a while. She's been getting up to some man antics, though. I've been like popping my head around. You probably okay. saw here yeah. weird stuff in the background for the last yeah. forty-five minutes. She's ready for this to be over. Yeah. Um. By the way, by the way, if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed AEW All Out, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia. Coming at the hour and forty-four minute mark of the show instead <laughs> of the fifteen-minute mark. Um, there's going to be extra shows from everybody. Kevin Ely and I are about to do our first ever AEW Hall of Fame ceremony. We're going to record that and try and get it out sometime in the next couple of weeks here for our September bonus show. Um, there's extended shows, extended versions of Brace for Impact, a number of other shows. Pump it up is loving it. She's all about it. She's like, man. Only $5. You can't even get a bag of treats for $5 because she eats the most expensive treats on the market. <laughs> I highly recommend um, Butcher's Natural Pork Pearls. They're like 8 bucks. You Nice. We need a sponsorship. you can't get that for $5. You yeah. can't get it, but you can get our Patreon for $5. Support me, Kevin Neely, everybody here at Fight Game Media. And from all of us here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, everybody. We hope to see you back here next Monday or Tuesday. We're on a new schedule. Talk to you soon.